Thanks for tuning in for this great episode on a social enterprise out of Miami. This is Rami, and I'm honored to be your host. Our guest is Andreas Restrepo, one of the founders of Palmera Mia, which is a fashion design company for athletic wear. Through their product sales, they support clean water efforts in Colombia. We learn why they chose Colombia and how they became so convicted about clean water for those without access. We have our first Spanish rapper as our closing song on this episode. So I want to take a moment to thank our listeners. Our team has grown over here at the Bonfires of Social Enterprise, and it's really about you as our listeners continuing to tune in. Thank you, thank you, thank you. And by the way, don't be shy. Reach out to us. Hit us up on Twitter, Facebook, or Instagram, which are all at Bonfires Podcast. Or you can jump to the website and email us or put a note in the mailbag. The website is www.bonfiresofsocialenterprise.com. We respond quickly and we love to talk to you. So, As you probably notice, I'm getting over a cold, so I got a little bit of a hoarse voice, um, but I'm totally energized to go right into our topic. So let's go to our topic about business and social good. I think Natalie has something about water for us in our fun fuel. I'm Natalie Hazen, and I'm bringing you this episode's fun fuel. Many people have taken to the long-standing sport of surfing, riding amazing ocean waves. But did you know that you can surf the Great Lakes? Now it is different than surfing in the ocean, mainly because nothing will eat you in the Great Lakes, which to me is a huge bonus. But according to Third Coast Surf Shop's website, waves on the Great Lakes are caused by the transfer of energy from the wind blowing over the surface of the water. Whereas ocean waves are primarily created by offshore storms far from the beach, Waves on the Great Lakes are produced by localized winds associated with various weather systems in and near the Great Lakes region. The Great Lakes have plenty of wind year-round to generate some huge waves. Waves on the Great Lakes have been documented at over 30 feet in height. Unfortunately, these conditions have been known to be brutal and have sunk many ships over the years. So while the Great Lakes can produce very large waves perfect for surfing, keep in mind you may find those perfect waves in the harsh cold of winter. So bring a good wetsuit, board, and courage to tackle these Great Lakes waves. That's this episode's Fun Fuel. Now let's join in with Rami and her guest. Surfing on the Great Lakes. I love it. Thank you, Natalie. Okay, let's drop in on my conversation with Andreas and learn more about Palmera Mia. Okay. Well, welcome to the Bonfires of Social Enterprise. Thank you. I appreciate it. <laughs> so Happy to be here. I know. We've been trying to connect for a little bit. I'm really glad to have you on the show as our guest today. So let's tell all of our listeners what Palm, and I, am I saying it right, Palm Era Mia? That is correct. Yes. Uh, Palm some people Mia. Say, yeah. yes, some people say Palm Era M-I-A because it represents Miami. Uh, okay. Uh, yes. So, but yeah, so let me tell you a little bit about it. Um, so we first started the company back in August of 2015, and it was started uh, by three family members. It's uh, two cousins and I, 
And we started it off just because we had a passion for fashion and we wanted to just make sure we, we did something about it. We, we, we had a passion for, for doing something different and we said, hey, let's give it a shot. Um, and at the time we were all looking to do something that mattered. Um, and it, it became more of a, uh, of an idea that we said, hey, let's put out there. Uh, let's see what it looks like. And it was more of my cousins that started on the fashion end. I'm more of a business oriented person. And when they presented me the idea of what exactly they wanted to do, I, I saw that there was something, there was a potential uh, opportunity to do something that was worth it. So we started off uh, by creating some shirts and hats. And we started off by getting some guidance from people that knew uh, about the world of fashion already. Uh, we were fortunate enough to find some people that uh, guided us along the path a little bit. And then we decided that uh, we did not, not, not only wanted to do something related to fashion, but we also wanted to do something that mattered, that, that took care of a problem in the world. We wanted to help out, and we decided to, to start looking for something that mattered. Uh, and we found that there was a great need for water around the world. We didn't, we weren't, like we had, we had some idea that there were some countries in Africa and certain things like you see, you get to see on TV where there's places where there's drought and there's people that suffer from uh, water scarcity. Uh, but then we realized the problem was bigger than, than we thought. Uh, there's close to a billion people around the world on an everyday basis that don't have access to clean water. And uh, we said that that could be a great cause because um, – we we can live without food for a while. We can live without shelter for a bit as well. But if you don't have water within a week, your your body starts having big issues. Uh, so we decided to take care of that immediate need and see what we could do. So now what we do is that we take 10% of profits and we donate it to those who don't have access to clean water around the world. Wow. And Dad, how when you brought up the social side of it, was your team in agreement with becoming basically a social enterprise? Yeah, so we actually, um, as I mentioned, we're family members, and we were all raised to always uh, be aware of of those who don't have as much as you do, even if what you have isn't much, uh, to be able to help out a little bit. So just to give out a lending hand on what we thought, hey, um, maybe at some point when a brand does well, we should think of helping other people out. But then someone brought up, hey, but why don't we start helping since the beginning and we just make it part of who the brand is and help people identify through it. So uh, when we thought about it more, we said, hey, that would be a great idea because what that'll do is that'll, that'll bring additional value when people buy something from a brand, they'll wear it with pride. Yeah. So that's what I came about it. Since we thought about it that way, uh, it was a unanimous decision across the board that we just wanted to, for it to be a portion of profit. So, how do you really find? Cool. 
Oh, I'm sorry. How do you find your customers uh, and re- both new and repeating uh, react to that? Do you ever get any feedback from that? From yeah, that so we, yeah, we actually get a lot of people um, come on the site and they like the brand, um, but we found that um, this, like what we've done, not only helps people out and it's self-satisfying, but at the same time, like I was telling you, it does add that additional value to to people who are looking for something that's that's worth it because uh, they feel like they're not just buying uh, a piece of clothing; they're they're wearing something that represents um, something good, and they feel that they can. We've had people that tell us, "Hey, look, I I liked your shirts and I liked shirts from somewhere else." Um, but I really appreciate that you guys are doing something for the world, so I went ahead and, and got something from, from your site. And we get people giving us feedback all the time. We tend to post videos on what we've done for the cause, and people people have great reactions to it, and, and they're very excited about what we're going to do next. Wow. While we're still on this uh, social mission side of your organization, and it deals water. Yes. How did you go about selecting some of the organizations that you partner with for the water uh, for the water portion? Right. So I, um, as a my career is uh, is as an accountant, and my mindset. So my mindset tends to be very just logical, very within the box. Uh, as a, um, compared to my cousins, which are more on the creative side, so we actually end up making a, a pretty good team because we we offer kind of both sides of the spectrum. Uh, but my side being more logical and seeing it from what fits in the box kind of point of view, uh, we decided to look for someone that could uh, show that whatever was donated was actually being used for the cause itself, that it wasn't being used. For, for something different because um, as many people see it uh, when it comes to charity, unfortunately there's people that mishandle the um, whatever funds they receive. So we wanted to make sure that I went to somewhere where these funds were actually being used properly. So at first we started donating directly to Charity Water, which is an organization based out of New York, um, mm-hmm. and they're, they're very clear about where their funds go. They use it to directly build wells for um, basically uh, areas or um, what do you call it, regions and and little towns where they don't have access to to clean water. So we started uh, donating directly to them, but as part of what we wanted to do, we wanted to get more directly involved. We we didn't just want to donate the money. We wanted to be a part of what was going on. go to our communities and directly make contact with these people so we can understand what needs they truly have. So at first we donated charity water uh, just because we didn't have the resources um, to be able to visit these communities. So we did that for the first year and a half. And actually this past year uh, we transitioned from donating to charity water to actually going to a um, – to a community that needed uh, access to water through an organization that we had met. Uh, and this organization, this gentleman 
was raising funds uh, for his organization uh, through a 5K, and we wanted to participate, so uh, we went to the 5K to, to help him raise some funds for, for his cause, and we had a direct conversation with him. He told us what he was doing, and we thought it was a, a great idea because uh, we are from Colombia in South America, and so was he, and he was directly trying to help out uh, some communities in Colombia. So we thought, hey, that's a territory that we actually see that needs a lot of help. Um, so why don't we give give this a shot to see if uh, we had a conversation with him to see if we could visit the the community itself, and he was actually looking for volunteers to go help out. So um, we transitioned from going from donating to Charity Water to actually going to the community this past November. It was actually very representative because we were able to go during Thanksgiving. Um, so it was a great time of, in a way, giving thanks for all the people that had helped out throughout the year and purchased anything from the brand uh, to be able to bring all those uh, all those funds we had gathered to be able to help out a community in need. So it was actually really nice. Wow. I love the organic uh, and authentic part of the story that you're from Colombia. You ended up reconnecting right back there, and it's a nicer, more natural fit. I think sometimes we, those of us in social enterprise and impact investing, sometimes we can get trying too hard to do the right thing, and there is something in our own history or our own backyard or something nearer to us that is actually a better, easier fit. It's interesting. Right. It was it was definitely very nice, and and we were we were being from Colombia and still having family members there and still being very connected to the country. Um, even though we had heard there's areas in the northern part of Colombia that uh, they're desert regions uh, that we knew maybe didn't have as much access to water, but they've always been there all their life. Uh, but unfortunately, the past few years they've had years of drought. There's actually areas where there's uh, one of the areas that we visited, there was three years without rain. And from what we, uh, the news, uh, what they tell us in that area, there was a portion in that area of where we visited over that span of three years, uh, around 15,000 children died. So mm-hmm. it's something that's, it's a very serious problem, even in, an, in a country that might have the resources to help, but they're just, Unfortunately, they're not getting to the right areas. Mm. So, yeah. So that's it's, it's tough news. unnerving. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's tough news, and it's we we decided like, hey, we have to try to do something. These are our people. We got to try to do a little bit at least. Oh yeah. Well, that's powerful, and that really anchors a why in your mission there. So, boy, I could go deep diving into that one, but let me just to make sure we talk about your great um, product line. You have uh, both men's, women's, and um, accessories. Let's kind of jump over to what I call the bonfire or the the heat engine of that makes this all work, the business side of it. Let's talk about your product line. So as we started as a brand, we slowly started making our name for ourselves, and we've become uh, known as a streetwear brand with a charitable mindset. Um, and we started off just with t 
t-shirts and hats. And then we slowly started uh, exploring other areas. We started uh, coming up with some sweatshirts, some long sleeve shirts, and we've gotten to the point where we we have some great products. Now we have jackets, uh, we have some hoodies, uh, some bracelets. Um, we've made necessaries, um, fanny packs, uh, shoulder bags. We have plenty of nice things, and um, we've always focused on creating great quality. Uh, and exp- uh, as we do that, we've also slowly uh, started venturing into new materials, and one of our great products right now is, for example, a gentleman's jacket that's made out of neoprene, um, or other people know it as scuba material, which is what uh, scuba divers use uh, to for whenever they're diving in colder temperatures. So, yeah, so the jacket is, is a great feel. It's uh, very smooth, and it's great for whether it's a little bit of... Um, whether you're in an area like us down here in South Florida, uh, where we only get a little bit of winter, uh, just on the occasional night that drops into the 60s, 70s, or um, also I was recently out in Colorado in an area where it was uh, around 30 degrees, it felt great as well because what that material does is that it doesn't allow the outside temperature to affect uh, the um I guess how you feel. It just it just kind of keeps that out. So it's like an insulator, which is very good, and it's also great for traveling because it doesn't wrinkle up. Oh, nice. <laughs> yeah. Nice. Yeah. So in the website right now, I'm going to give them the website a couple times. It's palmeramia.com. And anyone who's interested in listening to the podcast right now can jump on and look at what Andreas is saying. Beautiful, beautiful. Uh, clothing there. Yeah, and then um, also if you can find us on all our social media websites. It's also Palm Aramia, which is P-A-L-M-E-R-A-M-I-A. And uh, we're constantly updating you on what we're doing and what we have coming up, uh, new collection lines. We're trying to come up with uh, a new collection every three months or so for every season. Uh, we have some inci- exciting things coming up for uh, for the spring, um, a little more uh, formal attire, and then also for the summer, uh, we have something uh, that's going to be really exciting. It's, it's going to be the, the big collection for, for the year, so uh, look out for that. <laughs> that's good. I'm sorry I took you off your track there with the website, but um, let's keep going. There's women's clothing, too. Yes, so actually now in uh, in December we came out with the first women's collection, um, and we offer some some great. We're we're starting to venture deep into uh, a more cut and sew world, which is uh, more uh, specific into what we wanted to do. Um, diving deeper into different materials, as I was mentioning, uh, we also have a ladies' jacket uh, that's very fashionable. Uh, it's great for, for a casual night out or, or a nice dinner as well. Um, and it's, it's just everything is based around comfort and quality. So I'm sure you'll be able to find something there. We have some hats for ladies, uh, some joggers, uh, that are great for, for, uh, a nice, nice workout. We have a lot of different things. 
And how did you start to, um, how did you begin setting price points? So we actually have uh, a few brands that we've that we've looked at as we've started growing, uh, just because we've wanted to uh, learn from those who have done it already. Uh, and not only that, but just decide what our area of competition is uh, as we're venturing into this world. Um, and just looking around to see see what's out there and just learning from the business. Like I said, uh, learning from uh, founders of companies that have already done it. Um, and we try to learn the best from each one. And not only that, but listen to what they've done already and learn from their mistakes to try to avoid it and to try to take the best path. Um, and as we've <clears throat> as we've gone on, uh, looking through the brands and see who has um, similar uh, items. We've decided to to set the price point somewhere in between. But um, even though there's always that temptation of pricing your products a bit higher because the pricier they are or the, the more expensive they are, not only the more profit we get, but the more we can help out. But we also wanted to model the brand after – uh, something that was affordable for everyone because uh, growing up we always had some brands that we looked up to that we really liked uh, but unfortunately at times they were too expensive for us to, to be able to get anything just because maybe we were making more money we had to ask our parents for it or even when we did start making money it was something that just wasn't uh, financially available for us so what we decided to do was to set a price point that was affordable for everyone uh, while we could still grab a little bit uh, to be able to help the, the, the cost side of it and um, be able to take out uh, enough to, to be able to keep the company growing as well. So it's just a constant juggling, uh, constant juggling of being able to uh, get the brand to the correct price point so that the customers are satisfied and they, it still seems very attractive to them while still being having our our goals in mind, if that makes yeah. any sense. Yeah, it's hard. It's, uh, retail is, is tricky sometimes in fashion, but it's uh, it's great where you guys are priced. It's inviting. You know, you don't want to be mm-hmm. – Especially when you have a cause, uh, you gotta mark it up enough to continue with your cause and have enough, have the math work, but, uh, for your business so you can keep your doors open, but that's great. You guys are a, a beautiful shop. We're excited to see what happens here in the future. And, uh, so what's your growth plan? Let's kind of dream big with what you know at this moment. <laughs> your truth of the moment. So we're actually, uh, very happy about how, how far the, the brand has come along. Uh, when we first started, we started off with 10 products. We started off with eight t-shirts and two hats. Um, now, um, we've, we have around, uh, 14 to 16 hats available at the moment. Uh, we have a broad variety of t-shirts and outerwear, which is, um, sweaters, hoodies, jackets. Uh, we have a nice selection of accessories as well. Um, and we hope to continue offering new products every time. 
we we want to keep it exciting for our customers and our fan base uh to be able to come out and find something new whenever they um, they're looking for a new collection and we're also trying to tie in the uh the brand with uh a lot more a lot more things that are going on uh and as you'll see in the collections that are coming up um major events uh we're also looking to collaborate with a with a few brands as we did uh last year uh we collaborated with uh some local brands so now we're looking to start collaborating with some more uh some national brands uh we're looking to see um other what other products we come out for ladies as well um, we hope to be able uh to set up a store uh, a physical store uh somewhere within uh one to two years um and yeah and just we one of the things we we do that I actually haven't mentioned uh we actually have authorized point of sales in in different areas uh right now we have one in Miami um and we've grown quite a bit in Latin America uh so we have a few of them in Latin America as well so we're definitely excited about um trying to get more physical places to have the the brand available to you so you can um <clears throat> you can actually go to a store and be able to see what I'm telling you about the materials that we're offering that it's great quality and it's of great taste as well that's exciting that's exciting so yeah. before we close out you've got some music on your website on the home page how does that connect yeah. in well we're also um always trying to as we do live videos on instagram um uh we get a lot of people interacting and a lot of times we have music playing in the background um so we want to make it interactive for everyone and um just to to try to set the ambiance for whenever we're doing the videos so we get a lot of people asking us what songs we're listening to what genres we like to listen to so um what we decided to do was create a Spotify channel where we post all of the songs that um that we tend to listen to throughout the month and we post them on that Spotify channel so at any time um anyone can go on Spotify and click on the click on the link uh for the for the playlist that we have available and just jam out to <laughs> to the songs that we're currently jamming out to so I love it. Yeah, we wanted to to offer that to to make it more interactive and yeah we're also looking to uh have more stories available on the blog as well. Right now we have uh a blog item that we posted right before going to the community in Colombia to help out and we're looking to be offering more stories to you um as as time goes on from our experiences to share uh kind of the the backside of things um on how the brand has been growing. Well, it's thrilling. Well, we're music lovers around here and we love storytelling. So, We'll have to uh, uh, dive into that, and I'm anxious to listen to some of this music. Andres, I just want to thank you so much for taking time out of your busy busy world and jumping on um, to the podcast. It's, we look forward to kind of keeping 
tabs on you and checking in with you over time and seeing what's happening with Palmera Mia. I definitely appreciate you uh, having us on. It's definitely very exciting. Uh, we listen to the podcast and uh, we see all the other entrepreneurs that have been on here. And it's exciting to, to have more more people uh, gravitating towards this kind of business. The social entrepreneurship, it's, it's a beautiful world because it's very satisfying, uh, not only for those who are receiving the help, but also, believe it or not, for those of us that are that have the business going because we get to see the smiles on people's faces when we help them out. Yes, what a good word. Thanks for that. Well, all right, so we'll sign off for now, but we'll uh, we'll keep this going. Definitely appreciate you having us on, Romy, and, yeah, hopefully you get uh, some good news from us coming up in the future. Well, that was so interesting. A big thanks to the entire team at Palmera Mia. We appreciate all of your hard work. Jump over to their website if you have a moment and check out their great designs. That website, again, is P-A-L-M-E-R-A-M-I-A.com. So to close out this episode, we have a song, and it's our first Spanish artist named Apache. The song is Enaranza, and it's entirely in Spanish. So have some fun with this, and we'll catch you next time. Should be played at high volume, preferably...
Bobure, San Antonio, Santa María, El Pinar, Palmarito, Agua Caliente, Playa Grande, Gibraltar, San José, Agua Colorada, El Charan y Arapuey, Mesa Julia, Sabana, Mendoza y El Batey, El Poblado, Río Culebra, también Quebradón, Caja Seca, Nueva Bolivia, Rural y Tucanizón, El Pino, La Entrada y La Panamericana, viajando en pirata o expreso hasta que me salgan ganas. Primero los pasajes, después las maletas, como duele el equipaje, me monto en la buceta, cuando emprendo el viaje, pues saco la libreta y me conecto con la música para vacilarme el beta, porque esa es la receta de la felicidad, está bien contigo, con tu familia y con los demás, en paz, disfrutando de la tranquilidad o celebrando con ellos cuando llega la Navidad. Oh, wow. Un sentimiento producido por la lejanía o ausencia hacia tus seres queridos por la falta de su presencia. Es como un tipo de aflicción o quizás tal vez de nostalgia. Como una dedicación la cual yo ya me esto va para ustedes, para mi raza, para mi pueblo. Que Dios los bendiga y mantenga el lazo eterno. Esto va para ustedes, para mi pueblo, para mi raza. Con amor y mucho blesa, en eso se pasa. Esto va para ustedes, para mi raza, para mi pueblo. Que Dios los bendiga y mantenga el lazo eterno. Esto va para ustedes, para mi pueblo, para mi raza. Con amor y mucho blesa, en eso se pasa. Y epa, 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 y van los prietos con su prieta. Todos en camiseta, no hace falta chaqueta. En Bermuda la calor es ruda y se sudan boletas. Por eso andan en chanqueta.